Runsmith Enterprises presents topics in endurance sports. I'm your host, Tim. This is a special 2020 Dog Days of Podcasting edition where some podcasters attempt to do a short episode every day for 30 days. More information at dogdaysofpodcasting.com. You can also subscribe to the Dog Days of Podcasting feed wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Today is day number five, August 8th, 2020. As you know, if you've been paying attention, the topic for this is nothing to do with endurance sports, but is instead historical pandemics. First, I want to make a correction about yesterday's episode. I mistakenly said yesterday that it was the 75th anniversary of the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima. The, pro- the problem is I recorded that the day before. I recorded that on August 6th. So as I was saying it, I was correct. But I forgot that I wasn't going to post that until August 7th, which means it sounded like I didn't know what day was what because I didn't know what day was what. So obviously I was a day late in saying that. I also said that our governor tested positive for COVID. Interestingly, later in the day, he retested negative. I think he got three tests in one day and got all the results back right away. You and me would have to wait a week or something to get our results back, but he got three tests in one day. Anyway, let's get on. Oh, one last thing. I also want to send out a congratulations to Michael Butler of the Rock and Roll Geek Show, who just recently, like in the last two days, did his 1,000th episode 1000 so congratulations to michael butler who won't hear this but congratulations anyway and he often uh, complains that people get into podcasting because of him and then they don't listen to him anymore he is 50 percent correct i did get into podcasting because of michael butler and this is the reason why it was the first podcast i listened to that did not that appeared to work well without a whole bunch of fancy production. So if you listen to Radio Lab or This American Life, it feels like something you can't do because you know they're doing all this production, all this editing, adding all this fancy music, costs a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And listening to Michael Butler, I was convinced, hey, anybody can do this, which is not to say he does not have a well-done show. It's a fantastic show, but... uh, uh, where he's wrong is I still continue to listen and I donate. And it's about the only podcast I donate to. So there you go. I, I donate every now and then to some other ones. But congratulations to Michael Butler. Okay, on to today's uh, <clears throat> historical pandemic. This one's really another epidemic. This is the Japanese smallpox epidemic of 735 to 737 A.D., This was a major smallpox epidemic that afflicted much of Japan, killing approximately one-third of the entire Japanese population. The epidemic had significant social, economic, and religious repercussions throughout the country. Increased conflict between Japan and the Asian mainland had led to more frequent and serious outbreaks of infectious diseases. The smallpox epidemic of 735 to 737 was recorded as having taken hold around August of 735 in the city of Daizaifu and Fukuoka. Or maybe that's 
like a city and a state, Daizaiku Fukuoka, in northern Kyushu. Sorry, I have no idea really where these are. But anyway, in this city, I'm assuming, where the infection has ostensibly been carried by a Japanese fisherman who had contracted the illness after being stranded on the Korean Peninsula. Also, in 736, a group of Japanese government officials passed through northern Kyushu while the epidemic was intensifying. As members of the party sickened and died, the group gave up on their intended mission to the Korean Peninsula, and they returned to the capital with smallpox, and they supposedly spread the disease to that area, to eastern Japan. The disease continued to ravage Japan in, in 737. Based on fiscal reports, adult mortality for the smallpox has been estimated at 25 to 35 percent of, of Japan's entire population, with some ex areas experiencing much higher rates. All levels of society were affected. Many court nobles perished due to smallpox in 737, including all four brothers of the powerful a politically powerful Fujiwara clan. All four of them died in 737. Their sudden departure from the royal court allowed for the ascension of noted rival Tachibana no Moro to a high official position in the court of Emperor Shomu. Over the next several centuries, Japan continued to experience smallpox e epidemics. But by the early part of the second millennium, which is the 11th through the 20th centuries. By the early part of that, smallpox had become endemic to the Japanese population and thus less devastating during outbreaks. And as a note, endemic, what that means uh, in epidemiology is a, an infection is said to be epidemic in a population when that infection is con constantly maintained at a baseline level in a geographic area without in external inputs. So, for example, I think polio in America was endemic for a long time. So people just had this, we had this low level of polio in people. A certain small percentage would get it and die until we had our gigantic outbreak. And I'm not exactly sure what caused such a big outbreak. If the polio, uh, that was a virus, right? If that uh, mutated or we did get something from an external uh, input, as they say, a new type of polio came from somewhere else. So we may get the polio. If we have time, we'll talk about polio. And that's it. That's all I have for today. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll be covering a big, 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 big one. Other than the one we have now, this might be about the most famous uh, epidemic in all of history coming tomorrow. So stay tuned.